0: Welcome to episode 100 of the Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs. In this episode, you will discover discover why LinkedIn is a brilliant platform to generate leads, the secret to making your profile better than your competition, the key to make people want to speak with you, and you will watch Mustafa get exposed and coached by Jason Osborne. And Jason is going to do a profile teardown on my LinkedIn profile, and everybody's going to see it, and I'm going to be exposed and coached live. Now, um, this gang is the episode 100 of the Daily Conference for Entrepreneurs. It's been about two years or so. We started in the beginning of COVID, and I would have never thought that I would do 100 episodes in my podcast and my show, so I'm I'm, I'm proud of it. And I I've, I've personally have come a long way. Like if you check the early episodes, an episode, the first 10 episodes, I could barely talk and speak. And now I've, um, I've learned basically how to, uh, I guess, better listen to people, how to ask better questions, how to run the show, how to handle uh, issues that happened during the show. So uh, I've come a long way and I've come, I, I have a very long way still to go. And The show has allowed me to connect with a lot of amazing people like Jason here, and uh, it's been nothing but good, good. and I've learned quite a bit. Um, So uh, let me do the proper introduction to my friend Jason Osborne here, and we're going to dive into a very cool, interesting, and useful conversation because a lot of people actually could use LinkedIn to generate leads to get exposure and the rest of it and we're going to talk about all of that. So uh, Jason actually gave me a very brief introduction and I'm going to let, let him do the rest and introduce himself after. So Jason Osborne is a leading expert on LinkedIn showing businesses around the globe how to generate high quality leads without being spammy or paying for ads. Welcome Jason.
1: Hey, Mustafa. it's great to be here, man. Thanks for having me on your 100th episode.
0: Thank you. Great to have you. And I am excited about this episode and uh, talking with you and honestly tearing down my LinkedIn profile and uh, and see what we could get out of it, basically. So um, Jason, let's get into it. What is your story?
1: My story. So um, I uh, had started online marketing 16, almost 17 years ago. Um, but uh, it was a bit of a journey. I, uh, I'm from Texas. Originally, I moved to Ireland about 17 years ago. And then I live here in the UK in the North England near Leeds. So um, when I moved to Ireland, I was looking for a business to start up. I've always been quite entrepreneurial. Had my first business when I was 20, back in Texas, selling window coverings, selling blinds. And uh, when I moved to Ireland, uh, I I didn't uh, I didn't mind doing kind of like a brick and mortar type business, but I just kept hearing and was really intrigued by this whole internet marketing thing. You know, this online business world. It was kind of wild, wild west days back then, but I was just really, really fascinated with it. And um, I've always been really big on impact and helping people. So I thought, I wonder if I can combine these two things of interest to me. And so I trained up as a life coach, started marketing myself online, didn't really have a clue what i was doing online but loved it i just thought it was a lot of fun and within 18 months i'd built up an email list of nine thousand people i built up a world, worldwide business I was coaching people in 13 different countries and i started here well started getting a lot of questions from people saying well how, how are you doing this like what what is all what are you doing and so my mentor at the time uh, advised me to transition my business over to helping people with their online uh, marketing and online businesses and so that's what I did. So for the last 12 years or so, in one form or another, I've been involved in online business and helping people. And uh, about four years, almost four years ago now is when I really got focused in on LinkedIn. We can dive more into that um, and kind of what I've learned in my journey with that, um, because it it uh, it just kind of came about. It wasn't something I was looking for, um, but I just kept hearing more and more people talking about how linkedin was an amazing platform to generate leads and business and i was like come on really get out of here you know like it's just a it's just a resume website isn't it and um and so that's where my my journey uh for linkedin specifically began and now of course i mentor people all over the world um on how to use linkedin to generate leads to to uh, create business opportunities and market themselves through linkedin which is a lot of fun so that's very short uh, story of my journey to where i am today
0: love it wow you've come a long way like born in were you born in texas
1: i was actually born in phoenix arizona but i grew up in texas
0: oh wow okay so born in us moved to uk uh you've come a long way you did life coaching and you i uh, you also sold window coverings and in yeah. on the online world and the rest of it um wow that's a very interesting story um And I know you've already touched on this, but um, can you give us more specific about what you do these days and who you serve?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, the primary people that I work with are anyone that uh, is B2B or what I call business to professional. So let's say you're a coach or consultant and your ideal type of prospects would be um, professionals. And you know it could just be people as well, but it's Professionals, I like in the frame of what we do on LinkedIn because uh, the LinkedIn um, uh, average income is way higher than Facebook and Instagram. Decision makers are there. Um, And then also work with some people that have... some of them are business to consumer, but how we reframe what they do to be able to market themselves on LinkedIn, uh, we would do that as well. So coaches, consultants, advisors, B two B, anyone selling you know business to business consulting or products or services. So it, it's a wide range, and we work all, with people all over the world. So because it's a worldwide platform, so we can do
0: that. Fantastic. And now you um, specialize in LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, specifically,
1: specifically on LinkedIn. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. So, Jason, what are the biggest mistakes that you see professionals and business owners uh, make on LinkedIn?
1: the The number one bi- biggest mistake that I see is uh, people still use. Well, there's there's two. I'll give two. Um, th- they still use it as a type of resume or CV website where they make their profile all about them. Um, we'll uh, we'll go through your profile a little bit, Mustafa, and um, uh, we'll we'll. Even if yours isn't all about you, I'll, I'll talk about the kind of the more common mistakes that people make around that because people still create their profile like a, a online business card. But when you are wanting to generate leads and, and uh, create interest from prospects, the reality is people don't really care about your history of CV, resume, job history, stuff like that. They want to know how can you help me? So it has to be reframed. Mm-hmm. Um, the second mistake that I see people making all the time, as a matter of fact, someone just sent me a message on LinkedIn earlier today, and um, I asked them, I was, what's your biggest challenge on LinkedIn? And they said, I, I just, I don't get it. I just don't understand the platform. And I get that all the time. And the reason why is because people try to use LinkedIn like they do Facebook or Instagram, and you can't. It's a, a different platform. When people come onto the platform, the psychology <laughs> mindset that they have, when they come onto the platform is very different. Um, so we can dive into more detail around that. But those are the two biggest mistakes that I see people making.
0: So the first one was it's all about them. And then the second biggest one was they just don't know how to use it. And they sh- yeah, they, they're they trying to use, it, use
1: it like Facebook or Instagram. And um, they're trying to use it like a social platform. And LinkedIn, although it's classed as a social media website, it's actually a professional networking website. And the way you approach it's very different.
0: Very interesting. So why do you think a lot of people struggle on LinkedIn?
1: Well, again, it goes back to um, social social media. They think it's social media. So if you if you look at Facebook and Instagram, what, what do we do as just normal people on Facebook and Instagram? We, we make posts, right? We make posts about our life and what we ate and holidays and vacations and picture of kids and cats and dogs and all that kind of stuff, right? There's nothing wrong with that. But when we go in on um, LinkedIn, as uh, sorry, as uh, when we go on Facebook and Instagram, as just an individual, what do we do? We just scroll, right? We're just we're just there, almost kind of mindlessly scrolling through stuff, just seeing what's on people's feed, and we just scroll, 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 scroll. So what happens then is when people go on to use, Insta, uh, sorry, when people go on to use LinkedIn, they think well, I'm, I have to do the same thing, so they just post content all the time. The difference, though, is when people go on to LinkedIn for whatever their role is, whether it's part of their role with uh, within their job as an employer or as their role as a business owner, they don't go on to LinkedIn to scroll right they're not just sitting there going hmm i wonder what cat videos and what did so and so eat and ooh let me kind of you know nose into you know people's personal life that's not what people are there for on linkedin they're there to do business right they're looking for a solution to something they're looking for an answer to one of their problems in business or as part of their role they're in a different frame of mind so when you have someone trying to just post content all the time um, Number one, it's very rare that content gets a lot of engagement on LinkedIn because it doesn't hit, hit the LinkedIn algorithm correctly, and it's not actually properly um, using formatting and doing what you do on, on content on LinkedIn for it to actually generate traction. So you have to have a strategy outside of content, right? So content should be supplemental to a proactive, not spammy, not aggressive, but a proactive outreach very targeted campaign for your prospects not as the only thing you do and so that is is kind of a, a an overview of why i see people when they go onto linkedin why they get so frustrated with it and i and i, I hear it all the time with stuff and people go you know i'm posting all the time and you know i'm just not generating leads i'm like yeah i know
0: 100 <laughs> um what should people actually post on linkedin
1: Mm. So if we're looking at posting, stay away from um, what, what I'll call personal content. Now, I'm not saying 100%, but I'd say stay away from it most of the time. And what do I mean by that? If, you're, if you post something about your cat, your kids, what you ate last night, most people, a lot of people on LinkedIn actually get annoyed with that sort of stuff. Um, Now, I'm not saying don't post anything personal because we're all humans at the end of the day. And being able to post some things personal is fine because it helps people get to know the real you. You're not just some business robot talking about business stuff all the time. So you can do that. But the content that you should be posting on there, I'd say at least 75 percent of the time is value added stuff that actually um, helps people uh, for your target market to be able to move forward in some way. Um, and if you do something per, uh, like a personal post, I always try to uh, relate that back somehow to business as well, um, just so they can. So it's it's got that business element on there. Mm-hmm. Now, personal posts usually get more engagement, but more engagement doesn't mean leads, right? So um, it, it, sometimes when people see, oh, I get, I get more engagement when I do personal posts, I just do personal posts all the time. Well, all that means is people know about you, but they don't really understand how you help them, right? What's the benefit? How can, you, uh, what, how can you help them solve the challenges, pain points, and frustrations that they're having? So that's the type of content usually that I'd recommend posting on that.
0: Love it. So you talked about having a strategy in place other than posting content. Yeah. What would that look like? So what you want to do is you
1: want to proactive. so you want to strategically rather um, look at who your uh, leads are. So who's your prospects? Who are you actually wanting to communicate and, and connect with? Now, before you even get into that, one of the other big mistakes and kind of challenges that people have on LinkedIn is they fall into what I call a commodity based business. OK, and what I mean by that is they position them and sell themselves in such a way or their business in such a way where they're just like everybody else. Right. So let's just I, I always because I trained up as a life coach, I always like using this example because I, I, I was one. Uh, I still kind of bring in elements of that when I mentor people as well. But when you see someone post or put in their headline life coach, accountant, CEO. What does that mean? It means nothing, right? What happens is people make a snap judgment on what you do, and so I hear a lot of times from clients they'll go, "Yeah, but, but Jason, I'm just I'm different, right? I'm I'm not just your regular life coach. I'm not just your regular accountant." It's like, "Yeah, but you're positioning yourself like every other life coach and every other accountant." So it's about how you frame what you do, which is really really key. And so I always say, if you're if you try to be um, everything to everyone you'll end up being nothing to no one right so you have to get really clear on who you're what do you actually do in terms of your outcomes and who do you do it for so the clearer that you can do that and how you frame your profile and all that everything kind of flows from that then what you can do is you can start a proactive outreach strategy not spammy. OK, but proactive outreach strategy to your ideal clients, Okay, as opposed to I help everybody, which I hear all the time. I'm sure you hear that as well, because you've got a lot of background in this as well. It's like just because you can help everybody doesn't mean you should help everybody. Um, and um, what what I've found as well is when you're trying to help everyone, that usually comes from a place of scarcity because you don't have enough business of your ideal clients. So you try to help everyone. And then it confuses people on what you do. So those are kind of some tips around that on how to actually start targeting and being really specific on your uh, marketing strategies.
0: Okay. So you want to make your profile specific to a specific group of people, not everybody. And you want to make it clear, I guess, what you do for them. Did Mm. I get that right?
1: Yeah. You want want your prospects to self-identify, right? You want them to go, yeah, that's me. Okay. As opposed to I help businesses. That's so broad. It just, yeah. it just doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You know? I guess
0: we're going to do some, some, some fixing up that on my profile, I guess here in a few minutes. Um, um, how would you say people should reach out to their connections or to their prospects on LinkedIn. What's the best way to approach people? Let's say that I've reached out to someone. Let's say I, 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 I think Jason is a good prospect for me. Then I add Jason and I sort of send a message, a message and say, Jason, uh, for this and that reason, let's connect. And then we get connected. What's, what are some of the next steps that I should do or follow to make sure that I connect with these people and then perhaps work on um, prospecting and, and maybe set up a call or whatnot with them?
1: Yeah. So um, there, there's lots of things about how you initially uh, connect with people um, that you're not spammy as well. But the 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 number one thing I'll say to not do is use automation tools. And this okay. is something that a lot of people like using because it's easy and people are lazy and they don't want to actually do anything. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to do all the work yourself, but automation tools. Um, LinkedIn is actually proactively looking for any signs of automation tools and they'll they will suspend your uh, account very very quickly and eventually shut it down so um automation tools I don't recommend them at all um and so when you're even once you've connected with someone what an automation tool will do is it'll automatically then send a written message that you've typed up to them but the challenge with that is that there uh it, it comes across as spammy right because I always tell clients it doesn't matter what tone of voice you write the message in. They will read it in whatever tone of voice they want to, right? Yeah. And it's very rare that people read it in the tone of voice you write it in, right? Because I'll write, hey, Mustafa, it's Jason. It's great to connect with you. And this is what I do, right? That sounds lovely in my head. But you read that and it, it, you're not reading it that way, right? You're reading it. Hey, Mustafa, this is Jason. I'm just spamming you again like everyone else on here to tell you about this stuff. Do you want to buy? You know. So that's the way you read it. So it's about engagement. If you look at what LinkedIn has actually built their platform there for, it's to re- to, to connect and build relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying you have to go through some I call it the awkward high school dance. You know that really weird interaction you get with some people on on LinkedIn where they just go, "Hey, Mustafa, how's business?" And you're like, "Fine, great. What's your what you know what, what's your biggest challenges this year? Um, who 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 are you? You know it's that really weird exchange. It's like, why am I talking to? you? So, but you want to be able to communicate with people in a way that that doesn't come across as sex, uh, salesy or spammy that way in those written messages, but um, engages with with them. So think of LinkedIn as the as a virtual uh, in person networking event, right? So if you go up to someone at a networking event, so BNI, um, any networking event, anything like that, and I just walked up to you, Mustafa, and I said. Hey Mustafa, here's my card. When do you want to call? You'd be like, who are you? Like, yeah. right? Like, what, what what are you doing? So that's what people do is they just that's kind of that first message. They're just shoving their business card in someone's face. But if I said, Hey Mustafa, great to meet you here. Um, you know how long you know how long have you been coming to to these networking meetings? Well, that's a natural, normal human interaction. Right. So that's what you're kind of wanting to look at on LinkedIn is how do you just be real? And people might go, oh, yeah, but that seems like the hard way. Well, hardly anyone's doing that on LinkedIn because everyone's spamming everyone. So it, it doesn't take a lot to stand out from above the crowd.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So let's talk about the profile and what you need to do to make the profile better than your competition.
1: Cool some
0: of the things that we need to do we could probably start tearing down my profile. Yeah, if you want to share
1: yours We'll just kind of um, we'll just go through that okay, and um, we if you want
0: to share your screen, and then we'll just go through it and I'll just kind of break
1: it down uh, All the way there for you
0: All right, okay, so for some reason because we're live here on Facebook it is um, uh, It's showing the live here on the top of my profile. Can you see my screen?
1: Yeah, there it is. Perfect.
0: It's showing the live here, which yep. seems to me like something new. It wasn't happening before.
1: Um, uh, so uh, you are you in creator mode?
0: I am in creator mode. Yes. Yeah, cool. So
1: I'll, I'll talk about that. I'll explain all that stuff uh, now to you. OK, so um we can't see your, your banner because it is showing the live um, version yes. of uh, the, the actual live broadcast. Yeah. Um, so when you're in creator mode, um, whenever you do a live, it automatically replaces your banner with the live. Okay. Now,
0: um, is that a new thing, or it's always been there and I haven't seen it?
1: Um, it when creator mode came into existence about I think nine months ago. Yeah, that's when oh, it started. Okay, I so, thought it was something
0: new that they were doing. All right, cool. So no, let me let, no. me let me see if I can share my banner here. Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, no, I can't. I thought I could show it, but
1: no, that that's okay. Um, because your your banner is um. It's kind of a solid color with some wording on the right-hand side. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of go uh, – I'll just kind of explain the banner. Um, but what I'll talk about first is um, actual being in creator mode. So um, whenever you're doing a, a live, um, it's good to switch into creator mode, okay? Yeah. Um If you turn that off now, though, the live will stop. So I, would, I wouldn't necessarily do it. But when you're actually wanting to generate leads and you're not doing things like live, you don't want to be in creator mode. And, mm-hmm. and I'll explain why. What happens on LinkedIn is whenever you go into creator mode, and people don't really realize this, the um, where it says right now, um, that blue button that says open to, okay, yeah. and kind of in the middle of the screen, that yeah. default will sh- say follow. Okay. Uh huh. If someone follows your LinkedIn profile, you can't do anything with that. You can't communicate with them. You can't reach out to them. It, it just means they're just following your profile. Yeah. Now they can send a connection request to you, but they have to click on the more button, which drops down to says to say connect. Now it won't be yours because you're actually on your profile. Yeah. But if a visitor came to you, but mo- people don't know that. They don't know where that is. And what happens is when you're in creator mode, if someone did do that and they click on the connect button, it will actually pop up and say Mustafa prefers people to follow him. And okay. people don't even know that shows up. Whereas reality, you you may not. You, that may not be your choice. You may people you want people to actually connect with you, right? For sure. So um, if you're if you're looking to proactively generate leads on LinkedIn, I'd say to move your profile off of creator mode. And there's another reason why, and I'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but that that's that's that. But in terms of your banner um, at the top, what I'd say is um, have a banner that conveys credibility and authority. Um, okay. If you do anything from um, speaking on stage, or if you have any pictures of yourself in front of a conference room, um, or you could even just have someone take a picture of you standing up at a whiteboard drawing, those—that's what I call an authority play on your banner. It lets people know that you actually are teaching and doing stuff. Now, that's—that's that's if you're like a coach, consultant, speaker, trainer, or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you're not, um, have um, have something nice created that conveys what you do. Okay. With imagery, so one of the things that I see is people will have a um, let's say they're an accountant and they'll have their background uh, of of hot air balloons. Like, yeah, what does that mean? You know, there's just exactly. no relationship whatsoever. 100%. So, have something there that at a snapshot when people see it because it's visual that you have something that conveys that with a tagline. Okay, where it could just say, um, you know, uh, helping chiropractors. Um, Um, speed up their accounts or something like that, right? Just just the tagline so that the the tagline ties in with the visual. Now, you can go to fiverr.com. You can get a professional-looking banner created for like $15. I always recommend doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. If you're not a proper graphic designer and you put up an amateur-looking banner, it conveys that you do amateur work. Yeah, right, no matter what you do. So that's kind of your banner side. Um, your your image, I think, is pretty good. Your profile image, um, you know, I always say no mug shots. Yeah, and it's that, that's not a mug shot. It looks good. Um, so either have something like you've got a nice big smile, which is good. So you can do that. Um, there's also something around there, which I don't it, it may not be on there. I don't I didn't actually see it when I looked at your profile earlier. Um, but on around the you kind of have a gray circle there around the profile image. When yeah, you have video, um, you will you have a uh profile video as well. Um, do you have one up? I don't I didn't see one before. I right? do have one, yes. Do you okay? Cool. So that's called a profile video. What's called a cover, um, a cover story. It's a 30-second video that I always recommend. You have to upload it through the app on your cell phone. Um, you yeah. can't actually upload it on your desktop. Um, but this is a 30-second video where you can just introduce yourself, and this is great. Um, LinkedIn introduced this um about seven, eight months ago. And what this does is allows the profile to go from static, just words and images, where people can actually see your real person, right? Which is really cool. So I would definitely recommend doing that.
0: Okay. Can now I, can I, play on it? I actually literally just did it today. I didn't know that. Oh, I did you? It. Yeah. Oh, okay. I show it to you yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Okay, here. Let's see if it, it should, will show it should up. play you know how a lot of businesses and sales can you hear multiple six seven or eight figures on the table because they just hate to pick up the phone and do the follow-up calls well our team of agents do the follow-up calls for you so you don't have to worry about it anymore if follow-up is a problem for your company send me a message and i'll show you how we can do it for you and get you more appointments and referrals
1: yeah that's that's decent That's decent. So um, the only the only thing is maybe just introduce yourself. Um, Hey, it's Mustafa here Um, because it's just kind of introduction. But as far as what you said, I think that that's spot on. Just a quick introduction about the problem you solve and a call to action. Right. You've got 30 seconds. You can actually say quite a lot in 30 seconds. So that that that's pretty good.
0: Um, I was playing around with it for probably half an hour today. And then I, <clears throat> I actually ended up removing my names to be able to fit everything into that thirty seconds. Ah, uh, okay, right. So yeah, um, I was like, well, people are my on my profile and they're clicking on that video. But you're right. If I say, hey, Mustafa here, here's what we do, and you know, uh, I'll I could re-record another one.
1: You could do, but yeah, you could. But um, I mean that, that that's a good, a good video. Is a good framework for what for what. You're All right. Doing there. So yeah, Fair that's enough. good. Yeah, good. What um, do you think?
0: Go for it. Go yeah, for it.
1: Yeah, you were gonna, I think you are gonna ask me about your your headline. What do you there, think so- of this
0: section here? What am I missing? How would you? um So I, on the line says call center specializing in done for you follow ups, customer retention, and extracting referrals from your customer list.
1: So the only the only so if if I'm reading this and I look at call center, um, I don't know who your target market is. Okay. Right? So are you? Um, you don't necessarily have to answer these questions now, but like you know, I'm a solopreneur. Um, I think call center. I'm I'm thinking of you know these big big call centers, and I and I need to have like millions of of dollars. You know where you guys are making thousands and thousands and thousands of calls and stuff like that. Or can you help someone like me that may have an email list of 10,000, 50,000 and you're re-engaging with, I know a little bit about what you do most often. So it's kind of why I'm kind of uh, asking that, but, you know, is that what you do? So it's, it's getting a little bit more clear around um, who, who you serve. help. Yeah, who you yep. serve. Um, and then when it talks about um, done for you, follow up, customer retention, extracting referrals, um, that element of it, I think, is pretty good. It's just maybe a little bit more clarity on who you actually serve so I can self-identify with that and go, okay, wow, you do that for me?
0: Okay, right. so we actually serve now high six-figure and seven-figure businesses. Cool, I would push that. Should I say uh, from your list for high six or seven-figure businesses? Yeah, you could do, yeah. Okay, yeah. let me just do that right now. I'm gonna do it on the go here. Give me one second, headline. I wanna say for six, Dash seven figure businesses. Yeah. How's that? Yep. Yeah. Great. Well, that was the first improvement.
1: Yeah. Oh, so right. right away. So right away then when I look at that, I would be able to go nope or yep.
0: Yeah. Right. 100%. Now
1: it could, I mean, depending on um how you niche down, you know, you may only work within specific. Uh, sectors. You may even niche it down a little bit further because you might go, well, gosh, I, you know, we don't want to work with these type. So you could you could even narrow it down a little bit further. But like coaching over,
0: practices or.
1: yep, Coaching medical. practices, medical. Yeah. Uh, you know, service providers, you know, service uh, six, seven figure service providers, you know, it's just things like that. You could you could just fine tune it even a little bit more so you're not getting people. OK, let me try out. that.
0: I'm going to call this for now six seven figure coaching businesses cool see that's pretty specific and i like it yeah something that i'm guilty of that is, like it's something that i teach and i talk about and i bug people about but i i need to do it for myself
1: we're, we're, we're yeah we're it's easy i'm really good at coaching and mentoring but i always have to have a coach help me with, with yeah so for
0: this stuff. thing it's like uh, people are always like why haven't you done it yourself it's because i i can't see my own stuff i can't see your stuff but now yep. Jason is coaching me on this and I'm like yeah I gotta do that right so yeah
1: yeah same same for me as well we're blind to our our own stuff there okay cool so that that's your that's your um, headline which is good the other thing that I'll mention that I see you have which is good is next to your name you have the voice pronunciation it's a 10 second audio um, and it's good it usually doesn't take 10 seconds to say someone's name. So you can do a little intro to what you do as well. Um, but it's good for just for people to actually hear you. Um, if you have a name that people mispronounce all the time, um, me, people mispronounce my last name all the time, you can always just say that. Um, and it, it it stops any um, um, boundaries of contact because uh, I don't know if you're like this Mustafa, but sometimes if I don't know how to say someone's name, I'll be a little bit hesitant to say hi because I'm just like, Hi, yeah. because I don't want to, you know, say, um, you know, most TAFA. And you're like, yeah. no, yeah. that's not how I say my name. You know, yeah. it's, it's that sort of thing. So, but that's good. That's a good thing. Cool. Um, So if you scroll down a, a bit more.
0: um, so The tip there, gang, if you're watching or listening is adding a little bit about what you do probably after the pronunciation of your name, which I thought about, but I haven't done it. And I, I Jason, I believe I need to do that through the app. I can't yes. do it on the, on the, on the web application. No, so I need to go on my phone.
1: Yeah, your video, um, your uh, your cover video, and your voice pronunciation has to be done through the app, through the LinkedIn app on your phone.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, what else?
1: Cool. So if we scroll down um, to, uh, you should see your. So when you're in Creator mode, um, things are flipped a little bit. So if you keep scrolling down um, past uh-huh. the activity, keep going down, and they're about. Um, yeah. So if we go to to about. Um if you just click on see more.
0: Um, so this is how I did it. And tell me if this if this works or not. It's that problem one, problem two, problem. These are the problems that we solve. Yeah. And then I talked about what we do, how we do it, why it works, our expertise, and then says, want to see how we do it? Let's book a demo here, basically.
1: Yeah. So this is this is um this is better than most because okay. what most people put in their about section. Is you know I've been doing this for so many years. I've done this. I'm you know attention to detail person, and they write it like a resume or CV. Mm -hmm. Um, Or what I hate the most is they'll write it in a third in third person, you know, Um, and and it's just so impersonal. Um, Okay. So the the problems I love at the top because um, I I call these your engagement questions, but you're identifying the problem straight away you're wanting your prospects to know and that you understand what their problems are right yes. that's the first thing yes. now um what you do then is you go straight into what i call kind of brochure or sales mode okay hey, this is what we do this is how we so you're kind of selling so okay. what i always say is try to um uh, empathize with what they're going through right how could i do that so when you when you talk about the problems, just say, look, I, I, I understand how how frustrated you're feeling with 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 what you're doing right now, because blah, blah, blah. You want to tell a little bit more of a story um, and sometimes almost even telling people, look, it, it's not even your fault. Right. I always like kind of putting something in there because because people feel like you're empathizing with them, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. OK, it's not my fault. Most stuff, my stuff gets me. You know, and yeah. um, and so empathizing with them and then um, telling a little bit about what you do, but in more of a story type of framework where you're saying, you know, I, uh, it's not your fault. I understand the problems you're having right now. Um, I've seen this for X amount of years. Um, we, we actually worked with X, you know, these types of clients. And we kept hearing over and over again how much money they were leaving on the table because they just weren't tapping into their list, and they kept looking for all these new leads, but they've got fifty thousand people that they haven't emailed in six months, you know. And so you're 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 telling the story. People kind of go, "Yeah, that exactly." You know, Mustafa gets me. So you're 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 saying the same stuff that you're doing with the green tick tech, tech marks, but you're doing it in a way that you're telling a story where the reader, your prospect, almost feels like you're reading their mind, right? So it's a little bit more of a flow into that and say, so what we do to help solve, you know, so some of the biggest challenges we see people have is blah, blah, blah. So we help um, uh, six to seven figure coaching businesses, just like yours to overcome these challenges by blah, blah, blah. Just a couple bullet points, Right. Um, having some examples in there is good as well. So, you know, we helped uh one um life coaching, digital coaching, um w- whatever, okay, type of coaching business. Um they had this problem, and we helped solve it this way. This was the outcome. Um, and then the call to action is good, you know. So if you'd like to uh, see um, if you'd like to see similar results, if you'd like to see how we can potentially help you achieve the same you know, book in a free demo demo here. So it's just a little bit more um, kind of storytelling element of it to to help the prospect feel like you understand them. Um but overall to be honest with you stuff I'd say you know if I were to rate this you know one out of 10, I'd put your about section probably at a seven because it's just okay. it's way better than most in term if people are looking for leads.
0: So I should get rid of say how we do it probably is irrelevant right now. Cause they don't care about how I do it right now. Like the, how would probably come when I talk to them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. The why it
1: works,
0: could it, the why it works, I should probably replace it with, um, uh, what you might call the story that you said, like, here's a coaching company that I heard, like, for example, in this case, we helped them before and after the webinar doing confirmation calls before. And we followed up with people after we helped increase the conversions book and appointments and the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, let me, um, let me just edit some of this right now.
1: Yeah. I Which love we, what, we what I'll say, I mean, you'll know this Mustafa, but again, it's just one of those things. Sometimes you're too close to it, but um, right now you've got a lot of the features in there instead of the benefits of it. So you're just trying to get the benefits of that. Um, and then you can explain how, because once you get a prospect on the phone, um, you're you're able to explain how you do what you do based on what their actual needs are um,
0: so tell me if I, maybe i labeled labeled this wrong but i said our agents stay in touch with your list with a friendly and nurturing approach to book appointments get referrals increase conversions get critical feedback and more is that a feature or is that a benefit
1: so those those are benefits but i i, I I'd, I'd say um how um so when when if you list some the challenges above or or you could even frame it a little bit to um to 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 help you solve these challenges uh-huh we help you book more solve, appointments yeah. get leads so it's just it's just a little bit of, of a change in the the framing of
0: it we help you We help. Yeah. How about this? We help you stay in touch with your list with a friendly and nurturing approach. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. To book appointments, get referrals, increase conversions, yada, yada. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm just going to get rid of what we do. I could probably play around with formatting you know, highlight to help you solve these challenges. I'd be like, here's what we help you stay in touch by doing this and that. Right? Yeah. Should I keep wide works in here? Um or no.
1: You could you could you could do and then um under the uh under the under that where it says our expertise, uh-huh. you could just say um, you know, um cl- uh, client case studies or you could just say, you know, here's some examples of how we've helped clients.
0: Under wide works? Add case yeah. studies yeah okay i'm gonna keep it i'm gonna say coming soon
1: yeah <laughs> it's it, it it, yeah <clears throat> it's not it, you're not writing massive paragraphs try to keep it you know one to do sin, two sentences max um, sure you know just really short and sweet but you're wanting people to uh relate to it go and, and if you have two or three examples it's good because um you might have one example and they talk about um, like what you said you know the post webinar thing go oh, okay i do those or you might have another type of coaching business where it's just you know they don't do much with their email list and how to reengage them you you, you want people to see the different elements and them to identify with that at least one of those and go oh yeah
0: 100 Now that's yep. i want that 100%. So Jason, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to eliminate a few of these because there's way too many in here. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'm i going to raise my hand for being guilty of trying to do too many things. So we specialize in follow-ups now, although I can help with people with their marketing strategy, but I'm just going to get rid of this.
1: Yeah. And then
0: strategic planning is another thing that I'm pretty good at, but I'm going to get rid of it because I don't want to confuse my people. And I, oh, I, I'm guilty of this. Referral systems, I'm going to get rid of it. Although we do it, it's something part of the follow-up that we do. I'm going to get rid of it. So I'm just going to leave it as follow-ups, customer retention, and lead generation. And tell me if I need to trim this even further.
1: Um, No, I'd I'd say that's good because you're doing lead generation based in the context of what you're doing by following up with with their people. So, But all of that is more clear and succinct, succinct. Succinct, rather than um, all the other stuff, you know. So good, yeah, that's great.
0: 100%. Okay. So what about uh, this, dude? Should I uh, keep this? Uh, want to see how we do it? See a three-minute demo here, or should I change that to something more catchy or something um, that would-
1: you could do? Um, the the only so the thing about it with LinkedIn is you can't put hyperlinks, so you can't put clickable links in your profile. It won't allow you to do that. So I have to okay. actually copy and paste that. Okay. Um, But the other thing that you could do is, um, you know, if you'd like to schedule in a free demo, um, Uh you know, send send uh, send me a message here on LinkedIn and let's have a chat. So that way, you actually start a conversation.
0: Or send me uh, a message. uh, uh, Send me a message on LinkedIn. Is that what I want to say? Yeah, on LinkedIn. Okay, that's better. Actually, let me move that to the next line so it's more visible Um, or send me a message on LinkedIn. Um, Okay. Yeah, I am a lot happier with this. I trim it down. I always like how it less is more and I don't want to get people to read like paragraph after paragraph. If I could say it with less, I will certainly do that. Yeah. Okay. I'm happy with that. Is there anything else? Oh, look how much shorter that is. Oh, nice anything any other way uh and i'm going to try to uh jason i'm going to try to trim this top section as well mm-hmm. with the problems so because i feel i'm looking at it and there's too much to read right
1: It, it, it there is there's a lot there you could almost even just put a, a a line break in between each thing just so it doesn't look like a bunch of text that could just by doing that that could help
0: all right i'll do it right now oh this is so helpful
1: Let's yeah see, that uh, like. That,
0: that's like instant improvement yeah uh, cuz we
1: we re- and this is something for everyone to keep in mind um <clears throat> we still write how we're taught in school to re- to write an essay but in reality we're so accustomed now to read text and text is like i always laugh it's like people will say one sentence send it another sentence send it like text is just dun, 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 dun. And that's how you kind of want that as opposed to these, um, uh, academic paragraphs that we create to look smart in our profile, you know, it's just people don't read that way anymore.
0: hundred percent. So, um, Jason, the first sentence I say, most businesses have a list of customers and leads, but they're out there spending precious time and money to find new customers while totally ignoring their existing customers. Should I change this to you have a list of customers and you're out there spending time and money? And igni- ignoring your existing customers?
1: You could do, or flip it into a question, right? How so? Are you are you wasting money by trying to find two, uh, by, are you wasting money by trying to find new customers, but ignoring the gold mine of your existing list? Okay. right, Something along those, I mean, you can frame that better. I'm gonna do the first your one business. real
0: quick. I'm gonna say, do you hate, to pick up the phone and do the follow-up and dial uh, and do and do follow-up calls yeah answer absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah
1: <laughs> right because now what you're doing is so the the, the one thing about though so the problems are good but they're they're statements and so what happens then is when someone reads a statement they don't necessarily connect with that. However, you know the pain points of your customers, and so by asking these rhetorical questions, they're like, "God, yeah, I do hate picking up the phone, you know, and doing this." Um, or actually, yeah, we've been actually we've been talking about this just since last week. How we've got this huge list, we but we're not doing anything with it. We're we're spending all this money for new you know client acquisition, but we're not doing anything with our list. And by asking, it just helps people go, yeah, yeah, exactly. That is, that is my problem. You kind of getting them into that yes state. And then that's when you get into the empathy bit where you go in, you, you know, to help you overcome these things or, you know, I understand how you feel. It just helps the whole flow of that to be very, very focused on who your ideal prospect is. I mean, you could even ask a question even a bit more specific to coaching business, you know, um, you know. Uh, do you have a six to seven figure coaching business, um, but know you could um, double profits by finally tapping into that um, dormant list you that you have?
0: For sure. You know, sure. just
1: just certain questions like that you could
0: ask. 100%. So I changed the first one to, are you spending precious time and money to find new customers while totally ignoring your existing customers and prospects? Second one, I still have to change. And then uh, I, I changed the third one. Do you hate picking up the phone and following up on your calls and doing follow-up yeah. calls? Yeah. All right. And then I'll, I'll spend some time on this later and polish it up even more. So that was really helpful. Gang, um, we just did some really good, um, what you might call it, um, improvements on the profile here. And I'm going to stop sharing it and then uh, tap into it. So... um so thank you for that, Jason. I, yeah. I, I really got a lot out of this, and uh, um I have a quick question. So on this, let me ask you, to share my screen one more time, because I think sure. this is some uh, if if I think if I miss uh, if I miss it, chances are a lot of people miss it too. So in here, there is under this um, uh, creator mode, uh, there is that section called op topics, and I I need to select some uh, hashtags here right? Yeah. T- and I haven't done it yet. What's the best way to find relevant hashtags that is going to help my my uh, profile?
1: Yeah. Okay. Good question. So um, again, um, this is if you're using creator mode for most people, I say, you know, unless you're doing lives all the time and you're just looking for followers, creator mode is probably not the best mode to be in. But mm-hmm. hashtags, what I would say is think of what people would be typing into Google, LinkedIn, whatever to find your services so oftentimes what people do is they'll type in something like um they'll think of skills so they'll they'll think um um uh uh, detail focused well is someone looking for that no right that might be your skill but what are you what what problem do you solve so lead generation could be one um it could be um what problem um, do we solve yeah, so you, you it could be um list re-engagement.
0: Is that what people would search for? They would go and be like list reengagement.
1: Maybe not, but that's as you you know, as you better right. understand your prospects, kind of think of what what are they looking for? It could be um follow up or um you know uh,
0: follow up yeah, list wait. list engagement. list engagement man listing. thing did i spell it right List engagement okay and i can i can always go back and edit yeah this. yeah yeah you can edit okay. anytime you want yeah, yeah so um what about referrals uh
1: yeah well, how yeah, about appointment
0: appointment one thing that we do is appointment setting perfect appointment setting there you go yeah we do that is there anything else that we do um appointment setting. Um, yeah, that's good for now. I'll have to spend more time on it, but that's perfect. So that, so that the, the key question was like, think about the problems that people would be searching for. And I think yeah. I could probably go in there and do some um, tag research on what tags are relevant to what I'm doing and uh, that has high search volume and set probably my profile for that. Am I in the wrong track here?
1: You, you could do. Um, the, the other thing is you don't necessarily have to find um, a, a hashtag that necessarily has high engagement because uh, hashtags, they're not actually as as um, um, important or as interactive a thing, as things like Twitter or Instagram. But uh-huh. what you're wanting to do is if, if you're looking at like, um, I'll just say list re-engagement, it may not be the actual term, but what you're wanting to do is when someone looks at your profile, does that keyword tell them the benefit yes. you help them to achieve? Yes. Right. So that's kind of what I'm thinking of in terms of hashtags, you know, as opposed to, um, you know, uh, detail oriented. Like, love it. They
0: love don't, it. They love don't it. care about that. You know, absolutely. This was beyond useful. And, and uh, I got my hashtags set up right now. I'll probably have to spend more time on it to make sure they're more relevant. And like you said earlier, it's about the customer's experience and what they want, the problem that they have. And now I have the hashtags shown up, so I'll spend more time on it. And I'll try to put myself in my customer's shoes. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Um, Jason, you are um, sharing an amazing gift called LinkedIn mini course. Could you please tell us about that?
1: Yeah. So I've created a mini course just to help people get some basic concepts around things like your profile, how to reach out to people um, Mm -hmm. uh, just to help people get started with that. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a five-part mini course. uh, So people want that. They can just go to my website, uh, impactforleads.com. They can see where to sign up there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just a great uh, kind of introduction to that. And then uh, if they want to book in a call with me to discuss more about how I can Help them out, then all the is on there as well once they go through that mini course. But yeah, it's all there for free.
0: Love it. Love it. So, again, if you want to get access to Jason's free gift called LinkedIn mini course to get it started and polish up your LinkedIn presence and how to use it and the rest of it, go to impactforleads.com and you get uh, it. It's free, Jason, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. You just, yeah, um, yeah just putting your name and email address because it'll send out the link to it um, to the mini course. But yeah, there's no cost at all.
0: Fantastic. So, gang, gang, the list, uh, the, the the website again is impactforleads.com. Go there and get access to Jason's LinkedIn mini uh, training course. Now, Jason, can I ask you some personal questions? Yeah, go for it. What is something new that you have tried recently?
1: What it is could something be big new or small? Um, I uh, it's um the most literally yesterday. Um, a, a, uh, traffic generation ad on Facebook.
0: <laughs> traffic generation ad.
1: Yeah. I was, I was chatting uh, with a Facebook, um, consultant that works for Facebook and they said, why don't you try doing a, 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 traffic ad. Um, and I was like, oh, I've never tried that before. So that's lit like literally something new. I tried just yesterday.
0: Love it. Love yeah. it. Is it working so far or.
1: Um, it's, uh, I'm still testing it, but for, uh, so the the traffic being sent to the website um it's the cheapest i've ever had so um we'll, we'll see i mean it obviously just sending some to website doesn't really mean anything it's about right. conversions but yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see you got to test these things
0: 100 and probably you probably have to run it for for a bit until facebook uh, optimizes the the proper yeah uh, yeah yeah and the rest of it love it what are your top two favorite books of all time
1: Okay, my, um, as a matter of fact, I've got it here. This, I recommend it: 100 Million Dollar Offers by Alex Hermosi. If you have not read that, um, you can get it on Audible as well. Phenomenal book. Really, really, really good. Um, and then um, just uh, Thinking Go Rich by Napoleon Hill. I know that's kind of a go-to for everyone, but what, that was one of the first books uh, that I read around this whole thing around mindset back when I was around 18 and it just completely changed my world. So those are
0: two books that I highly recommend. Love it. I have read both and I've recently also read the $100 million offer book and it made a massive difference in how I structure my offer and uh, kind of help me help my customers as well. So if you haven't read these books, especially $100 million offer, you you definitely have to pick it up. And here's a fact. You could have all the best marketing tools and systems and processes, be an expert, and yada, yada, and the rest of it. And if your offer sucks, you're probably not going to go very far. However, here's my experience, and I could be wrong. If you have a really good offer and you don't have a lot of the other stuff, you still could have a good business. Right? If you have a killer offer and it's selling, you're still selling, you're bringing money in, and you can work on building the other stuff but the other way around is a lot more difficult. That's my experience. So thank you. Agreed. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. What's one advice that made a massive impact on you or your business?
1: Um, The biggest thing um, that's made the most impact over the last three years uh, in my personal life and business uh, is to keep a daily journal uh, or diary. Uh, And in it, write down your top three priorities for the next day that will move the needle the most in your business. You stay consistent with that. Um, It changes your life. It's so simple. It feels like success should be harder than that, but it will change the way you focus and do your life. And uh, it's made a massive difference in mine.
0: A daily journal, and in there you write, you write the top three priorities that will that will move the needle the next day.
1: Yeah, not a task list. Priorities that will move the needle for your goals.
0: Love it. So yeah. I, let me ask you that the question of how do you actually identify what's a good priority, what's not.
1: So it's cool. a
0: problem for people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and, and so this takes work and practice. Um, so move the needle the most. So let's say you're wanting to um generate leads, then you'd say, okay, um, what am I gonna do tomorrow tomorrow to actually do that? Right? Is that um uh, look for JVs? Is it look on um creating content? Is it uh, a proactive outreach campaign? It's what am I doing to move towards that? Where a task list is okay, I've got to do my counts. I need to do the laundry. I need to do this. And think, oh, it's it's, these are high priority things. Well, what happens is we get so busy doing these high priority tasks and we think we're busy and wonder why we're not actually moving forward. It's because we're not prioritizing prioritizing the things that will actually move the needle to move us towards our goals. So if we can think about it in that way, it helps us create clarity on what our, our goals are as opposed to just busy tasks.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. On top of everything that you shared, these top three priorities that you need to, that you need to do tomorrow to move the needle, that's such an essential question. Yep. And oh, it's amazing. Love it. Um, Jason, if you had a Facebook and a Google ad where everyone around the globe with access to Internet could see, what would your message be for the people of Earth? Oh
1: gosh um that's a that's a deep question Uh, the first thing that comes to my head is um uh do everything you can to positively impact your sphere of influence um my business is called impact for leads i've always been really big on impact so that that's the thing for me if we're always looking at how we positively impact our sphere of influence i think we can do a lot of good in the world
0: Love it, love it, love it. Jason, thank you very much. This has been a, a brilliant conversation. You dropped a lot of value bombs and a lot of amazing nuggets. And I think by just watching people uh, just t- doing the teardown on my LinkedIn profile, they got a lot out of it as well. Gang, thank if you, you if you have to go back and watch uh, uh, what we did on my profile and probably try to replicate that on your profile and do reach out to Jason and have a conversation with him. You could find him on LinkedIn. You could find him on Facebook. You could go to his website. And the site was impactforleads.com and have a conversation with him and see how it he could help you uh, generate more leads, uh, more organic leads and polish up your LinkedIn presence. And, uh, you know, generate leads without being pushy and salesy and sleazy and all the easy breezy stuff and uh, do it the right way. Um, Jason, is there anything that you'd like to add that we didn't talk about?
1: Um, all I would say is your your profile is the beginning part of everything else. Just updating your profile is great, um, but you need to have an actual strategy in place as well. So um, sometimes people go, oh, I've updated my profile. Why aren't I getting leads? Well, you know, you can paint a house. It doesn't mean you're just going to start attracting people to come over. So <laughs> you've got to do people to get there to actually see the house in the first place. So,
0: Fantastic. So, and thank you. Thank you. That, that is actually, that's like, you're right. That's the very first step of lead generation. There's a lot more to be done after. So again, thank you, Jason. Again, thank you for joining us. And this idea just popped in my mind for the 100th episode that we just did. If you watched it this far to the show, Comment on any channel that you're watching. Put the to, put the word 100 as a comment, and I'm gonna give you a four-hour strategy session valued at five thousand dollars. And don't only the people that have watched it all the way through is gonna see it. And if you see that, I'm gonna reach out to you and uh, book a time to do it. This is literally a five thousand dollars offer. I'm uh, and I'm gonna give it to one person. It's four hours. It's not a joke. So uh, we're going to work on your marketing strategy. We're going to work on putting a plan together and an execution and an action plan. And you're going to walk out with a simple one page strategy that you can start implementing right away. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Daily Confidence for Entrepreneurs episode 100 with my guest Jason Osborne from UK. I hope you guys have a great day and I hope that you found the teardown and the profile and the LinkedIn teardown useful. Go back, watch it and reach out to Jason and get more help. And if you know anyone that could benefit from what we just talked about, please share the link uh, with them and or tag them as a comment in a comment below and share the knowledge and expertise with them. Thank you very much. My name is Mustafa Hosseini and we'll see you next week. Bye now.